Before we get going, please do not forget to rate and subscribe on iTunes if you haven't already. This helps us get the show out to as many people as possible. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at Couch Guy Sports. Thanks, guys, for listening, and enjoy the show. Couch Guy Sports Podcast, episode number 134. Nick Qualia, no Jared Scally this week. Once again, he's being a bitch boy. He's got... Jared is the Jared is the best, and I know he's not going to listen to this. So let let's talk some shit. You Jared he, is he Jared doesn't is listen. Best at at oh this is Connor Connor's with us as usual. Oh, what's up, host, Connor Strayer, the Raptors podcast, Couch Guy Sports blogger. Freaking Jared, every single time he when he can't do a show, he can't. He doesn't tell us a day in advance or two days before. He tells us day of. That's what I got to text you. Yeah, and I enjoy when you text me. And you know what? He probably doesn't listen because every time I fill in for you, he does not make fun of you at all. He's just like, "Oh, Nick can't make it today." He's not like Nick's little bitch boy. <laughs> yeah, well, we're also we're also <laughs> we're slightly different people. Yeah, no, I, I agree. But he, I, I just he just doesn't make fun of you at all. He's like, "Oh, Nick, Nick's sick. I hope he gets better." And you're like, "Oh, Jared's sick. What a bitch." <laughs> so Jared's I think a little fun. bitch boy. <laughs> But if he's sick, I hope he feels better. So episode 134, we got producer Patty P here too, but his microphone is muted and we can't see him, which means he's probably playing some video games while he listens to our audio. But um, honestly, not too much going on in the sports. (laughs) Pat's on the the screen now. And by the way, so we've got this recording right now. The don't forget, guys, you can catch the entire video version of the podcast too on YouTube at the Couch Guys Sports channel. We've got that thing active again. We're going to start posting more and more stuff on it. Other podcasts are now turning into full video too, into the triangle from what I understand is going to become a full video podcast. So catch the entire video version of the shows at the YouTube Couch Guys Sports page. Couch Guy Hollywood is going to get a uh, video as well. Couch Guy Hollywood. We're moving into it. The Raptors Raptors podcast is going to have to do it too. Um, I don't know. I never. I've only seen Liam's face once during a podcast. He doesn't use the camera. Why? I, beats me. Face for radio. Yeah. <laughs> He's just a giant uggo. Yeah, basically. <laughs> but we we don't we don't have much going on this week uh, outside of football. The Celtics, they're doing the thing. We might talk about them for a little bit. Um, we talked about Gordon Hayward last week. Marcus Smart rolled his ankle, but he said he's he. He's playing tonight, right? He's playing against yeah, the Clippers. He was probable for tonight. Yeah, so he's fine. The Celtics are still rolling. Only have two losses right now. Uh, they play the Clippers tonight, Kawhi and PG. They're both playing tonight, too, so that's going to be a pretty decent game. Uh, obviously, by the time this freaking comes out, this is old news, so we're, we're already going to know who's going to win. Um, so a lot of Patriots talk. But first, let's get in to the weekly dump. A lot in the weekly dump, actually. A lot of small news, but not a lot of big topics. This is a big topic, though, that we're going to get into later a little bit. The Patriots activate their left tackle, a.k.a. the savior, Isaiah Wynn, who's been on IR since sustaining an injury turf toe in week two. The Patriots take on the Cowboys this week in a battle for first place, or a battle of first place teams, rather. Listen, (laughs) thank God. Marshall Newhouse. I have never seen somebody who looks like a turnstile more than Marshall Newhouse at left tackle. That guy was the worst left tackle I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it was unbelievable. I don't understand how that guy. The, he was brutal. 
He was. I don't understand how he was. How he's a professional football player. Tom Brady is throwing the ball in this Eagles game this past Sunday faster than he has to. He's just throwing the ball as he he gets the ball two seconds later. It's out of his hands because he does not know if somebody's coming behind him. Isaiah Wynn within the six quarters. And look, here's something else about Isaiah Wynn. We've only seen him play six quarters. He missed all of last season, his rookie season. He's played six quarters this year. He looked great in those first in the first game and a half. Don't get me wrong, but I'm very I'm I'm timid to say I'm tepid to say that this guy is going to be a great left tackle. I'm a big fan. I was a big fan of what I saw from him. I know there was a lot of hype around him when he came out of the draft from Georgia. So into Michelle's uh, guard on mm-hmm. that same team. I think he will be good, but you gotta. You, be a little tepid with it because we haven't seen too much game film on him. This is like this is like the whole Jimmy Garoppolo ordeal when he had six quarters and people were deeming this guy one of the next great quarterbacks in the league. Uh, he kind of is. No, he's not. Hey, he's he's, he's a, you want to talk winning. about a, you want to talk winning. about a game manager? Jimmy Garoppolo is a game hey. manager. Hey, he's really good at it. Well, he's got a good te- he's got a really good team around him. I honestly, I think if you put a lot of adequate quarterbacks, I'm not, I'm not out on Jimmy G by any means, but I think if you take a lot of adequate quarterbacks and you put them in the position that Jimmy G is in, I think they would be about the same. And that okay. defense really he's, good in San Francisco. He's smart and he does his job. I think he just knows what yeah, to do or not to do. Enough. And a lot of quarterbacks out there aren't smart. Some of them don't have brains. He's smart enough. Like last year, when instead of electing to go out of bounds, he decided to cut back in and blow out his ACL. Guy's got a big old brain. Hey, that was his first game, and he was trying to make some. That, noise. Was, that was not his first game. Uh, that was just that was well, just pure stupidity. With, in the with Stan Fran, he was trying to make some noise, trying to get the crowd pumped up, and it. Well, it was stupid. Yeah, it was stupid, but he, I credit him for doing it. He was trying to make a big play. Anyway, number two, Rob Gronkowski teased a major announcement. I am so gronked out. Over the weekend on Tuesday, he announced that he's having a Super Bowl party in Miami. Awesome. Congratulations. I am so I he cannot do this every time. I'm sick of it. I don't even want him to come back anymore. I don't want any more tease announcements. If he's gonna come back, he just has to tweet out, hey guys, coming back. He has until November 30th. He has 10 days from the day of recording to decide to say he's gonna come back. He's definitely not coming back this year. That was part of his little announcement that he made for the party. I'm Love Gronk. Love what he did. I'm a little gronked out right now. I don't need to hear from him. And then, by the way, that same night, he decides to dance at the Lakers game. That was awesome. It was wild. But that was that was gronked out right now. He was choreographed with those dancers. Oh, you saw that video? He was like, it was James Corden. Oh, was it? Yes. James Corden was also one of the dancers. (laughs) Oh, I I did not know. But (laughs) but do you know what is going to be at his party? Polynesian dancers. He was big on that. <laughs> I don't know if you watched the whole video. It was hilarious. Awesome. No, I did. He was like Polynesian dancers. It was pretty funny. Con Kaepernick's little NFL showcase didn't exactly go as planned. That was a big topic that we had last week. On Saturday, after he and his team decided to move into an Atlanta high school field, citing that he wanted this process to be absolutely transparent. Now, the original NFL showcase was not going to allow media inside. They wanted to be as transparent as possible. Kaepernick's camp did. They also cited concern over the waiver that the NFL was trying to have him sign. Now, reportedly, they have all showcase participants sign the same waiver, except this one reportedly was a little was was different. So I'm before I make any harsh judgments, I want to see what that waiver said. The 2020 MLB Hall of Fame ballot was released, and while there are some notable names, some are speculating. 
that only Derek Jeter will be allowed into the Hall of Fame this year. Names highlighting the ballot include the usual suspects, Kurt Schilling, Manny Ramirez, Roger Clemens, Barry Bonds, and Sammy Sosa, along with fried chicken eating, beer drinking, Josh Beckett. No chance he makes it. Well, people, people are saying that it's only going to be Derek Jeter this year. On the, this, on, no, I'm saying Beckett will, Beckett will never make it. Event. He will, like, in his whole 15 years, I think they have. You know, Beckett might be on the cusp. Uh, I looked up his stats when I saw him on the when I saw him on the ballot, and there's no, I don't even know why he's on the ballot. Was it the 2000? Was it 2008 or 2007 where he was absolutely unreal? Oh, he had a couple unreal years, but the year his, that he lost the Cy Young to CC Sabathia. Yeah, well, CC Sabathia was also nasty that year. Was Sabathia with Cleveland that year? I think he was. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Yeah. So the, I mean, the the big names, honestly. I, I am a huge advocate for getting Kurt Schilling in the Hall of Fame. I think that guy absolutely deserves it. Is he kind of a dink on social media? Yeah, he is okay. a little bit. But the guy is the best postseason pitcher of all time. That's just a fact. He is the best postseason pitcher of all time. And that's not to take away anything from his regular seasons because his regular seasons were great too. He was Kurt better Schilling. than Josh Beckett. Yeah, he's, he's much better the, than Josh Beckett. Yeah. He's being shunned from the Hall of Fame specifically because of his politics and maybe a little meme that he posted about um, lynching journalists, which <laughs> not a great move considering uh, journalists are the ones who vote. <laughs> Bad move. If and he's one of those guys who claims he doesn't really care about making the Hall of Fame. He wants every you want to be in the Hall of Fame. Oh, hell yeah. Manny Ramirez also on that ballot. The guy's just an asshole. Like Manny being Manny, the guy's just a douchebag, but he's not going to make it in the Hall of Fame. Steroid use also. Eventually uh, he'll make it. I don't think so. The first, the first steroid users that are going to make it are going to be Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds. I'm surprised Barry Bonds still hasn't. He's. I'm he's, surprised Roger Clemens hasn't. Yeah, two of the best players of all time. Obviously, they took steroids, but who cares? Everyone was doing it when they did it. At this point, I think. At this point, you know, I think steroids are like weed. I think people are just starting to accept it. Yeah, they should. It happened. You just got to let them in at this point. Barry Bonds. It's it's insane. That the MLB Hall of Fame doesn't allow uh, Pete Rose, one of the greatest hitters of all time. Yeah, he fucked up. He might have done something a little illegal. A little illegal. But it's the MLB Hall of Fame. The guy's one of the greatest players of all time. Barry Bonds is the leader in home runs all time. And Roger Clemens, the Rocket, was one of the best pitchers of all time. It's not the MLB Hall of Fame if those three guys aren't in it. I've completely changed my stance. They have to be in it. Sammy Sosa too. He's one. He's kind of like Manny. He's on the he's on the outside of Barry Bonds and Clemens making it in. But once the steroid users make it in, he should be in too. Mm-hmm. Tua suffered a hip. Oh 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 oh. Derek Jeter. He's probably going to be voted in unanimously, just like Mariano Rivera was, which I hate. I hate that Mariano Rivera was the first over was the first unanimous because don't get me wrong, he absolutely deserved it. He absolutely deserved being in the Hall of Fame. But if Ken Griffey Jr. didn't get unanimous votes to make it in, and there were two a holes who decided not to vote him in, <laughs> then nobody should be a no. unanimous vote because Ken Griffey Jr. is one of the goats. Anyway, oh, and Derek Jeter, wildly overrated defensive player. Just saying. 
Tua suffered a hip. Oh my god. Oh gosh. Those those jump throws. Congratulations. He is such an oh, overrated. Okay. All right. I shouldn't have done it. Okay. Keep going. Such an overrated. Onto on the Tua news. Onto the Tua news. Tua suffered a hip subluxation. Some people might say, "Hey, what's that?" That is the injury that actually ended Bo Jackson's career. Uh, in Saturday's Alabama game, ending his season, removing him from the Heisman race. Now LSU's Joe Burrow, who's been a stud this year will most likely take the award following this injury. Dwayne Haskins was caught on camera on Sunday pleading with his offensive line, which was kind of funny, kind of sad. Uh, guys, what do I have to do to help you guys out? The worst run organization of football. Mm-hmm. I'm making that stamp right now. The Redskins, the Redskins might be worse than the Bengals and the Browns. They're fighting right now for the worst run organization in football. Carmelo Anthony is back in the league after inking a one-year deal with the Portland Trailblazers. Miles Garrett, so this happened directly after our recording on Thursday. Miles Garrett will be appealing his suspension after the league decided to hammer him, much like he did to Mason Rudolph's head. The league suspended him indefinitely through the rest of the season in the playoffs. The Astros' punishment for their sign-stealing scandal will reportedly be unlike any punishment seen before in baseball. Memphis's James Wiseman has been given a 12-game suspension. He has 11 games left on that suspension since he already sat out a one for ineligibility. From the NCAA for his mother accepting $11,500 from Penny Hardaway in 2017 and playing in three games this season where he was ineligible. Connor, do you have any thoughts on that? It's college basketball. Uh, not really. I, you want to know something? I've been seeing the story pop up the past couple of days. I've had no idea what he did wrong. I never looked. No, I didn't care to look. I just it, it's all it's it's so dumb the whole story. I I read a couple things on it and I was like, who the fuck cares? Just let the kid play. Like Well the it, NCAA is um they're a bunch of Nazis. Yeah, they they just want their money. They just want the money. If yeah. if the guys are if the players are trying to make money, then they, they don't they are they're gonna pounce on them. But no, I it I'm a big college basketball fan, especially for Duke, but this stuff just stop being basketball Nazis. They're Nazis. That's all they are. NCAA Nazis. Mm-hmm. And apparently, in outside of sports news, there is a Joker sequel that is in the works. And I'm very interested because I love the Joker movie, but I don't want a sequel. It was perfect the way it is. Don't that was fuck very, it up. That was very random. Yeah, but you know, I always like to throw in a little pop culture at the end. I'll shake it up oh, a little bit. Shake, shakey, shake. All right, that was the weekly dump. So now let's start it off with this. So after the Patriots beat the Ravens 17-10, to defense stepped up in a big way. They dominated the game in the second half. Uh, they got five sacks. Was that after Lane Johnson was taken out of the game? Lane Johnson, excellent offensive lineman for the Eagles. Look, Tom Brady pissed after the game. The offense, again, kind of looked like ass. The one quarterback... I mean, the one touchdown that they scored, Julian Edelman was the quarterback. Julian Edelman threw that touchdown pass. It was a sexy pass. So Tom Brady, very obviously after the game, was um, angry, was distraught, was pissed, was peeved. And here's a quote from the press conference. It's just frustration with the offense. We're trying to grind them out. I'm happy we won on the road, but at the same time, I just wish we'd score more points. We have to figure out how we can fix our problems as best we can. As crazy as it sounds, we're still relatively new, getting familiar with each other on offense. Now, that is where I have an issue with the Patriots, not really with Tom Brady. So every the past two off seasons, Tom Brady skipped the optional um, 
summer workouts, the optional training camps. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are saying, Tom, come on. You have to work with your team. You have to work out with the rookies. You have to build some chemistry. Why does it matter if Bill's going to get rid of all of his targets that he has at the start of the season? It doesn't. He had Demarius Thomas. Demarius Thomas is gone. Uh, Cam Meredith was on this team at one point. Cam Meredith is gone. See um, Josh Gordon, gone. Which, at this point, I've got a problem with Josh Gordon being gone because at least he had a rapport with Tom Brady. This offense, the passing game, is non-existent right now. It's not a good passing game at all. And you had Antonio Brown at one point for a game. <laughs> one game. Hey, we're going to talk about Antonio Brown, too, in this in, uh, in another segment here. But just the inconsistency that he has had with his targets, I think, is a big problem and a big key as to why this offense hasn't worked out the way that we would like it to work out. But also, some of this is on Tom Brady because when he's had the opportunity to throw the ball, he's made some dumb decisions. There was an interception that was dropped by the Eagles in the end zone mm-hmm. on Sunday. So, I mean, Tom's pissed. He has a right to be pissed. The offense isn't working. He's pouting right now. But he's got to figure this out. The offense has to figure this out because he has a right to be pissed. He doesn't have targets. He's a 42-year-old quarterback with a broken-down offensive line with no tar- with, with no targets. The best wide receiver Sunday, I thought, the best was Ben Watson. And that's that's not good. Well, ben Watson made a diving catch. No, but like he, the he, only, he the played only pretty well. Catch. He played pretty well. He had 52. He was the second leading receiver in yards, one yard behind Edelman. I mean, I think he he was the best receiver that day. I think he played the best. But well, just he he just he just doesn't have targets. But aside from that, I think that you can. I think that you can figure this out more if the offensive line starts working itself out now that Isaiah wins back. And the thing is, and I think a lot of people are, are they they have the right to be excited for Isaiah Wynn to be back on this team this week. Oh, yeah. But I don't know if he's going to necessarily save the entire offensive line. And I think that it was underrated even by me at the start of the year. I love the offensive line. I pay attention to the offensive line more than a lot of other spots on the field. I think there was a big hole that needed to be filled with the loss of David Andrews at the start of the year because he's the, he is the captain of the offensive line and the, the center a lot of people don't understand that the center is almost like quarterback number two on this team he is making calls he's pointing out defenses Ted Karras I don't think has been fulfilling that role the way that David Andrews would have liked David Andrews is a great center and you're seeing the offensive line in different areas. It's not just Marshall Newhouse. As much as we want to beat up on Marshall Newhouse because he's the easy target for people to go after because that's what you see on social media, so people harp on that. Mm-hmm. Shaq Mason, who is one of the highest-paid right guards in football, has been getting his ass kicked this year. Marcus Cannon's been pretty good. Joe Tooney's been great. Joe Tooney's been the best. But another problem has been Shaq Mason. So Isaiah Wink can come back and share up that left side. Sure, sure up that left side. But I don't know if that's necessarily going to fix all of the offensive line issues. Now, it might. We'll find out soon. It might. It might solve a lot of issues because this Brady needs confidence on his blind side, mm-hmm. which he had last year with Trent Brown. Trent Brown came in last year, was a big question mark for a lot of people. There was a lot of work at the questions about him, and he was great. And Isaiah Wynn for the first quarter and a half, like I said earlier, was great. 
it's hopefully when he comes back that instills some sort of confidence with Tom Brady. But if Isaiah Wynn needs a couple of games to figure this thing out, the Cowboys have a pretty solid defensive front. Michael Bennett has been playing very well since he got to uh, Dallas. If he can't give Tom Brady that confidence in his blind side, we might see the same exact thing that we saw last week with the court, with uh, with the receivers, with Tom Brady, with the passing game. The passing game hasn't been that good this year. Usually, the passing game is the key to this entire is the key to this offense, but they haven't been this year. Or you know what? I guess they have been this year because the running game sucks. <laughs> yeah, Sony Michelle. Ew. Sony Michelle, who's back on my fantasy football team, even though I'm mathematically now eliminated. Um, <laughs> you were eliminated a long time ago. <laughs> what? No, I wasn't. Yeah, you were. No, I wasn't. You were this, gone a long, there was, probably no, four there weeks were, ago. There was, there was legitimately three weeks. If there, there was three weeks left. If I won last week, mathematically, I could have gotten in. I needed you to lose. Which I did lose this week. Or last I know. Week. I know. That's the thing. Everything worked out for me, except I needed to win, and I didn't win. Put up the second most points and lost. Boom. You? Oh, Hell yeah. Oh, sorry. That happened to me five times this year. Boo-hoo. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I needed the game more than you did. Well, uh, technically. I, uh, I'm, uh, I'm still no, in the playoff one. I'm, I'm now out of the freaking league. <laughs> the best yeah. team of all time to come in last place. I'm going to stick by that. Home. You're, wel- you're welcome. The best team to come in last place by far. Hey, my, draft, my, draft picks, my draft picks cursed you. What can I say? You, they, you know what? They, they, they honestly kind of did. But yeah, anyway, going back to the running game, the running game is also a giant issue with this team because you are so one-dimensional, Connor. The offense, the defense doesn't have to worry at all about what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. They know that if you run it, they're going to get you because your run game sucks. They're going to get you. Sonny Michelle, this guy has just been awful. <laughs> He's been such a bust, and it sucks to look at who was picked after Sony Michelle? Nick Chubb picked after Sony Michelle. That's Lamar right. Jackson picked after Sony Michelle. Those are two solid names picked after Sony. And I don't. Sony's not a bust. He's a saw. He's in, he's in his second year. He's got bad knees. We knew he had bad knees in college. But the run game has to do something. The run game has to pick up. So you're not just one dimensional. Because there was a crazy stat that came out of Sunday's game. And this goes back to the run game, just with with. People knowing with teams knowing that you have to pass the ball, you don't really have any other option. This is a tweet that came from NBC Sports Boston's Phil A. Perry. Twenty-three of Tom Brady's twenty-six completions came within ten yards of the line of scrimmage. So there were not so out of there were only three passes that he completed that were over ten yards on Sunday night, and then nineteen of those twenty-three came within five yards of the line of scrimmage. Gross. Not only do the Patriots not have a run game. The Patriots don't have a deep threat. They don't have an offense. They, they just don't have one. There is one area, and it's between the line of scrimmage, and I mean mathematically, the f- five yards away from the line of scrimmage that Tom Brady's completing this, these passes on Sunday. You're not going to do shit with an offense like that. Mm-mm. Now you know who could help. Hmm. One Antonio Brown. Oh no, not Antonio. So Antonio Brown, absolute spark plug. Absolute and and I wrote about this on Couch Guy about what the hell this guy did um to start the year. Antonio Brown has by far been 
I'd say the, I'd say he's been the biggest story thus far of the entire season, and not only not not even just with the stuff on the field, just with what he's done all season long from the from from the summer, with this cryo this cryogenic chamber BS that he did where he where he got frostbitten feet, with uh with the with the whole helmet controversy in Oakland that ultimately he ended up almost fighting um, Mike Mayock, the GM in Oakland, then coming to New England, having the sexual assault cases put on him, which I think adds a whole other layer to this because we don't know what is going on with that. No clue. Ever since Antonio Brown got released from the Patriots, we have not heard a peep about the sexual assault case. A little weird. little weird. So on Tuesday, November 19th, AB tweeted out of the blue, Mr. Kraft, I apologize sincerely to you and your organization. All I wanted to be was an asset to your organization. Sorry for the bad media and the bad drama. Thank you sincerely, AB. So now I've got a couple of questions here, Connor. Why did this come out? They must be talking. Must be some chirping. This is just a theory. I don't know if I don't even know if I believe this. But this sounds a little something like the Patriots. Gave AB a call after Brady was a little pissed on Sunday and said, hey, we need you to apologize to Kraft publicly, and then we'll bring you back. I hope so. Now, you... that's a theory. Again, I don't even know if I believe that, but that's just a theory. I'm hoping they did that. Yes. I mean, okay. So uh, Okay. Well, yeah. You so go first. there's my heart. Tells me I would love to have Antonio Brown, Antonio Brown back on this team because that day I watched. My heart says that I absolutely want Antonio Brown to come back because when he came out with this tweet, I just so happened to look up a little highlight of him and Tom Brady making a nice little touchdown connection against in the, the end zone in Miami. It was awesome to see. It was beautiful. Listen, Antonio Brown is one of the best pass is one of the best receivers. In football, not even a question. He's probably the best receiver in football. Baggage that comes along with Antonio Brown. Who cares? Kraft cares. Kraft has a lot of... Kraft, it it all comes down to Robert Kraft. That's all it is. I think Robert Kraft is the reason that he's gone. I don't think Bill Belichick wanted him out of here. I don't think Tom Brady wanted him out of here. I think it was Kraft. And after he took that shot at Kraft, he took that shot at Kraft, Connor. And after that, I thought it was I thought it was a death sentence. I didn't think Kraft <laughs> would ever take him back. And I still don't know. I don't I don't think Kraft would take him back. You don't think don't, so? No, that's why I don't believe my my theory crafted that, so to speak. I don't think that my theory crafted says has any weight that the Patriots actually reached out to him and said, Hey, you have to apologize to Robert Kraft and we'll bring you back. Because I don't think Kraft will bring him back. I think he wrote a death sentence when he sent that out. But at the same time, I don't want other football teams to get this guy. I don't want any contenders to get this guy because there's no chance that he sits out the rest of the season. You don't like what is the word on him now? Is he like allowed to play right now? Yes. Uh, well, okay, so that's that's another. See, I don't I don't know the news around this. Is he technically allowed to play, or is he? Yes. So as of right now, he's allowed to play. But if a team does pick him up, the the league has the right to put him on the commissioner's exempt list until this. Um, court case is over. So no team's going to want to waste that money like 
and then no. not be able to have him play. No. So, but there, but there, but there are questions like, like, is he worth the baggage that's going to come along? Is he worth the PR issues? Because people are going to see this. People are going to see Antonio Brown come back to the Patriots, and they're going to hammer the organization again with up. Oh, there's the Patriots. They only care about winning. Up. Oh, there's the Patriots. They don't care about so and so. They don't care about. Uh, sexual assault cases. They don't care about this. They just care about winning the Patriot way. The Cheatriots, that's all they do. They just cheat and they just bring in people. They bring in scumbags because they just care about winning. I don't know if Kraft is going to want that, especially after the bad PR. Remember, Kraft had some bad PR earlier this year that involved a uh, a but, spa parlor. I, mean, so I don't he, know if Kraft is going to want more bad PR put onto his name and the Patriots. What, the little massage parlor? Yeah, he was just getting a massage. Yeah, just getting a massage. He was getting a little lotion massage. Yeah. Who cares? Who cares? He needed a back rub. Yeah, we haven't seen any videos, so as far as I know. Whoa, I don't want to see a video, first of all, even if it well, is a back listen, rub. First of all, no. <laughs> Let me tell you, if a video comes out, Connor, and I stand by this, you know I'm watching that video. Oh, I'm I know watching it. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm 100% watching it. You're going to watch the fuck out of that video. Uh, I don't know about that, but I will probably watch it once. Minimum three times you're watching that video. Three times a day. Okay, minimum three times a day. <laughs> yeah, three times a day. Um, but, I, I mean, I don't think the Patriots will sign Antonio. I don't think they'll bring him back. But I'm hoping they do. I mean, we can only pray and hope. I, and I don't I care. I've changed my tune with this. I didn't want them to bring him back because of the bad PR. I didn't think they needed him. Now, after seeing the way that this Patriots offense looks, oh, bring him back. Sign him back up. I don't the even care. But the offense stinks. I don't even care if we if we bring him back, we have a better chance of winning the Super Bowl. And if we do win the Super Bowl and we do get bad press, oh cheaters, well, well, you're signing this guy. I don't give a crap. We still we we just won the Super Bowl. Win the Super no, Bowl, no matter what happens. Doesn't if matter. When bring the Super him back. Bowl. If you bring him back, do you think that he can behave himself <laughs> for uh what what's the record right now? Are we going to week twelve? They're uh eleven and one. Are they ten and one? They're ten, 10 and one. Ten and one. Yeah, they have the bye week. Yeah, ten and one. Ten and one or nine and one, whatever it is. Can he behave himself for another eight weeks or so? I think he can. He's going to be with one of the most well-behaved organizations, and I think they're going to have eyes on him everywhere he goes. That I think he'll be the first time though. I mean, kind of. He. he the, that's the thing. He didn't do, as far as we know, anything. I mean, okay, you know what? I'm saying that, but then you forget about those text messages that he sent to the woman, like basically oh. threatening her. Well, you can't. No one's going to be like, they're not going to have like a guy like look over his shoulders while he's texting. I mean, maybe they should have like a text guy. <laughs> they might. He's going to delete his social media too. If, if the Patriots brought him back, he's going to delete his social media. They might have him. Like, oh, they would. The they absolutely would. You cannot let this guy tweet. You can't, you can't do it. Do, or Instagram, whatever. Just keep him off social media. And. It, just don't have any distractions because if he is on the field with us, we have a better chance of winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. It's not going to hurt us at all. So now this also comes back from, and I haven't mentioned this yet, Antonio Brown. So the reason he's apologizing to Robert Kraft is because he sent out a tweet, which is, again, why I don't know if Robert Kraft is going to ever bring him back. He sent out a tweet um, after the Patriots cut him saying oh i forgot i don't have the tweet in front of me basically saying he's the the quote was different strokes for different folks referencing that uh he was Uh, allegedly he was he was he was accused of sexual assault robert Kraft was caught allegedly (laughs) 
Adam Massage Parlor. Same with Antonio Brown. This is all a legend. So Antonio, but Antonio Brown's case also, and in in we don't know what happened there. There is that that situation is fishy, it's and, a again, legend, and yeah. I don't have, I don't give a sh- here's I I don't give a shit if Antonio Brown is guilty. If he's not, if he's guilty, lock him up. I don't care. Yeah. If he's innocent, then then he, then that lady should be locked up. For lying then, about this, and he should be, and he should deserve to be in the NFL. He should be playing. Yes, yes, yes. Now, it's just it's a tough situation because I would love to have him back with the Patriots, and I would love to see him play with this team. He would he would help the offense so much because right now, with the way that this offense looks, you don't have to worry about double teaming anybody realistically, right? You, maybe you have to worry about Julian Edelman cutting over the middle. But you don't have to worry about like that was so that was something so beneficial with a guy like Josh Gordon, with a guy like Robert um, Robert Gronkowski, what um, with Gronk on this team, because they had to worry about him so much so that they would have to double team him, they would have to keep an eye on him. You don't have a guy like that in this offense, so you can just play regular uh, regular defense and you can just focus on one guy at a time, and they're not going to be too big of threats. If you bring in a guy like Antonio Brown, they're going to have to worry about him. So he would improve this offense immensely. And oh, maybe yeah. the running game would figure itself out too. Maybe. We'll see. This is even if he comes back. There's like maybe I'm giving it a 10% chance he's back on this team. 10. Oh, I might even less than that. <laughs> yeah. It, it, this is all hoopla. It's all trying to get Boston sports news people talking. He's not coming back. Okay. I doubt he comes back. What was that? Nah. That welcome? Who said welcome? No, I said it's working. Oh, it's working. Gotcha. It's getting us talking about it. Oh, it's working. All right, and so the offense isn't great. The defense is the defense. I think proved itself this week because they played the Eagles, and the Eagles are a so-so team. They're not great, but they have a they have a very competent offense, and the in the defense played great against them. Now, are the are the Ravens the best team in the AFC? Looking at how bad the Patriots' offense is, and you know what? Connor, honestly, at this point, I might say yes. Because my one major issue with the Ravens was the defense. Mm-hmm. And they're playing better defense. The defense has improved a ton since the start of the season. The defense is sixth in the league in, in, in points allowed. And the Ravens' we? offense... huh? What are we, though? Are we, like, first? I think they're first. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, I, I mean, there's, there's no question. I think the Patriots' uh, defense is better. Yeah, the Patriots are first. They give up ten. The Patriots have a better D. Points per game. They have a better D. The Patriots do have a better D, and they're nine and one. So that goes back to our discussion from before. Yeah. Uh, so in 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 a couple how how better their defense is now with the fact that they've got the number one running attack in football between Mark Ingram and between Lamar Jackson, and their passing game I think ranks in the twenties. It's not great. Um, for passing yards per game, but Lamar Jackson's figuring it out. And while he might not be a traditional pocket passer, I think at the start of the year, he said something. Before the season started in training camp, he said that he wants to focus more on being in the pocket and passing. And he's done that. Mm-hmm. And my biggest concern with Lamar Jackson to start the year and at the end of last season, and even in the middle of the year before he played the Patriots, because I was very skeptical, skeptical of the guy before they played New England. He... 
he might not be a great passer. We know he can run the ball, but I don't know how he could be as a quarterback in general because I don't know if he can throw the ball well. And he's changed my tune on that. He's proving to be a legitimate quarterback, not just a running quarterback, a legitimate quarterback. Ooh. This guy in pace right now is is this guy is this guy's in the MVP race. If it wasn't for Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson would be the MVP of this. He'd be league. running away, yeah. Russell Wilson's had a freak year. I think but, Russell Wilson's had a better year, to be honest. A better year? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, Russell Wilson's been insane. Um, but just just, just the Ravens' offensive versatility, the Ravens' defense getting better. And you'll just, you look at the Ravens' offense, too. Between their tight ends, you have Mark Andrews, you've got, uh, you've got Hollywood Brown, you've got Mark Ingram. They've got weapons on that offense that make defenses have to, like I was saying about Gronk earlier, have to pay attention to him. Mark Andrews is a very, very talented tight end. Talented tight end who can outrun you, who can beat you, who can who can overpower you. Mark Ingram, solid, very better than average, close to great running back in the league. And you add that, you got Seth Roberts too, who's been a very talented wide receiver. This offense is versatile. The offense is great. The offense is very, very, very good. And you got Justin Tucker, one of the best kickers in the league. And if not, the, uh, you know what? No, scratch it. The best kicker in the league. Oh, yeah. He's and John Harbaugh is a coach who I respect immensely. John Harbaugh oh, yeah. is the one coach in this league who consistently coaches well against Bill. Oh, yeah. The Ravens and, are the best team. In, the, the Ravens are the best team in the AFC, Connor. And I heard a good fact today, or yesterday, I think it was, when Bill Belichick loses to a team in the regular season, when he plays them in the postseason – his record is only three and six against them. Yeah. Which you know, is and, it's not looking good. No, it's not a good that's that is I, I saw that too recently, and that is a there's a myth that the Patriots don't lose to the same team twice in the season. I've heard that a cut in the same season. I've heard that a couple of times. Well, maybe in the regular season, but not in in the playoffs. This is Yeah, but that, I mean that would only go for, for in division teams at that point if you're only talking about the regular season. Yeah, yeah. no, in the playoffs. They lose to the same team twice. I mean, look at the Broncos in 2015. The Ravens again, I guess. They lost to the, the Ravens. Yeah, the Ravens too. But, I mean, like the most recent one that comes to mind is the Broncos in 2015 because, like, <laughs> Patriots have gone to the Super Bowl every other year. Um, <laughs> but the Broncos in 2015, they lost to – the Broncos are the team that, if I'm not mistaken, ended the Patriots' uh, undefeated streak – that year, much like the Ravens did this year, and then when they played them again at home because the Broncos got the top seed that year in the conference, um, I believe, I would assume, they went to Denver, and remember, it came down to a two-point conversion miss. And actually, you know what? In, in the end, it came down to a Gustowski miss, but we won't talk about that. The Patriots could have tied it up with a two-point conversion after a miraculous Gronk touchdown, and they lost. So the Patriots do lose to these teams more often than not that they lose to in the regular season. They then lose to them in the postseason again more often than not. Not a good fact. Scares the hell out of me with the Ravens. We'll see. And there's a still more to this. If we gotta, what I'm trying to say is we're gonna have home field advantage. Hopefully, I think we gotta yeah, basically we gotta I basically think, win I think out. The Ravens to even win the conference. We we basically have to win out to get home field advantage because I don't think the Ravens are gonna lose again. I don't know, you know who they have the left Ravens? on their schedule. They do. They've got the 49ers coming up. Okay. That's a and I forget game. who the other team is, but they do have one more um, strong oh, opponent. Coming I'm going to look it up right now. But 
the Patriots the basically Patriots, have to one out. The Patriots, I picked, I picked the the Patriots to go 14, 14 and two in the middle of the season before they lost to the Ravens. Pat me on the back. I did fucking choose them to lose to the Ravens. So shout out to me. And then I, my also, my other loss that I'm picking was the Bills. Is the Bills. Um, okay. I mean, I just saved me a couple of weeks because they always lose an in division game that they shouldn't lose. So I'm expecting them to like the Miami Miracle last year. I'm expecting them to the, to lose to the Bills this year at home. Who are they playing? The Ravens. They play. Yeah, they play the Rams next. They have a Rams, and they got the 49ers. So the Rams, yeah. the, the Rams uh, kind of suck. They, they should beat the Rams. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna say they beat them, but it's in LA, so you never know. It's a road game, tough road yeah, game. It, the 49ers are really like the team that could but, stop. But, but they have them at home. They're playing in Baltimore, which I think they'll get that win. Yeah. Baltimore has become a hard place to play. So it is, especially with. I mean, like I'm sucking, I'm sucking the D of this team right now. The friggin' the Ravens, the Ravens are the best team in the AFC. But they they play the Browns again, who they lost to, 45, 40 to twenty five back on September 29th, week four. So they're playing the Browns again. At Cleveland, so you never know they, if they give them a tough fight. Yeah. They play Pittsburgh, who's been on the rise lately. No, they suck. And they play Buffalo. I mean, they have they play New York too, but I'm, New York sucks. And Buffalo, Buffalo is Buffalo, a sneaky good team. Yes, Buffalo at Buffalo. So what did Buffalo have? One, two losses, three losses. Three. I think they have three. But I, yeah, I, Buffalo's a good team. I can see them losing week fourteen at Buffalo. One o'clock start. I'm gonna say they lose that week. Buffalo is seven and three right now. It's going to be tough for the Patriots. And I hope to hell they don't have to play the Ravens in Baltimore in the postseason because I don't think they're going to win. I don't think no. if that's the case, they're not going back to the Super Bowl. If it's in Foxborough, I'm way more comfortable, obviously. I think they they barely get by if if they're playing them in Foxborough. But if they have to go to Baltimore, I, I don't think it's going to end well. All right. Anything else? You look ravishing today. The new I'm wearing a shirt that doesn't new... really fit around my stomach, but it fits really well around my chest area. That's disgusting. But I was talking about your hat. You have a brand new Boss Red Sox hat. I haven't seen that. It's not. <laughs> oh, I, I, I legitimately just got this in the mail today. Oh, there you go. Breaking it in. You've seen it first here on the Couch Guy Sports Podcast. All right. Well, my leg's asleep, so I'm going to go. Mm. Free advertising for Heineken, by the way, this entire video. <sighs> yeah. Freaking Heineken, if you see this, start paying, pal. I'm wearing I would green love too. To do a Heineken ad. I honestly, I'm not a big Heineken guy. It was just what was in my fridge. I want it. Okay, I want it. Guess we're not doing a freaking Heineken. I, I want a twelve. Ad. I want a twelve pack. So guess we're not doing a Heineken ad now that you're railing them. Right? Oh no, I love Heineken. <laughs> no, it's too late. Ooh. It's already out. Couch Guys Sports Podcast, episode number 134. Nikwalia, Connor Strayer, and producer Patty P. Jared, I'm sure we'll be back next week unless he bails on me again. Uh, guys, the entire video is up on YouTube. If you're listening to the audio version, you can rewatch the entire thing. You can see my pretty face. You can see Connor's pretty face. You cannot see Pat's face because I usually cover it with a logo if it is here. Uh, but I got to put the logo somewhere and Pat doesn't Pat doesn't say anything because he's, a, he's, he's the producer. He's a great producer. And also, rate and subscribe on iTunes as well. Guys, it's big. Big help if you guys do that. And, of course, go to the website and catch all of the blogs. Nick Walia, Connor Strayer, producer Patty P. Guys, we will talk to you next week for episode number 135.